go to everydaydope.com for episodes, merchandise, and to keep up with the dopeness. Everyday dope, the ones who enhance the flow. You know them Bruce Lee roars and possess the glow. Yo, you're the last dragon, so you're good to go. You're giving back to the world or why you're crushing your gold. See, you ain't got to see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. And you're here just to give us some pearls. We appreciate that so we can share with the world. See, you ain't got to see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. Dope to dope to dope. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Everyday Dope, the podcast about dope people who do dope things. And when do they do these dope things? Well, quite frankly, they do them every day. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. Today's guest is going to be Blake Crosby, Kaya Supreme. She runs the Black Oasis podcast. She has a dispatching company, Crosby Freight Services, and she's committed to her healing and yours through the Purge Palace. What's going on, Blake? What's popping? Yep, intro. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> Did you sound good yeah. or just actually good? No. Well, maybe, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic. No, I'm good. <laughs> I really am good and blessed. God is good. I can afford these gas prices. Um, exactly. And I'm all trucking. <laughs> You say when in, when in doubt, affirm, right? When in doubt, affirm yourself. I'm trying to tell you, I went to the gas station. Yeah, you're right. You just stand there and you're like, man, I can afford this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody said if you're standing at the gas station and you can afford it, you're privileged. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I worked hard. You ain't going <laughs> to. Listen, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. Let me just say this. My auntie worked hard for a long time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she may not necessarily been able to afford them gas prices, even though she worked hard. We just don't. I'm just saying. I like it. I like it. I like it. The, the correlation don't always fit, huh? It might just, be true. Just because you work hard, don't mean you're gonna always make it. Mm, mm, yeah, facts. Mm. I got it. All right, Blake. So we're gonna start you off with the same question we ask everybody else who comes to Everyday Dope. What's your definition of dope? Ooh, my definition of dope is. Hmm, it's shifted over time. I think discipline is dope. Mm. I think doing a thing that you say you're going to do, even when you're scared, even when you can't see it, even when you're frustrated, even when you're tired and you don't feel like it, doing it anyway is the definition of dope. Mm. Doing it anyway. Do it anyway. Um, There have been some times where you've told me that you lack discipline listen which is why i think it's so dope because i want it you want it mm-hmm. and i can have it you know discipline is not necessarily something that's intangible you can have it it's rooted in your decision making and um i've learned that once i realize what's motivating my choices and what's driving my decision making i can master i can master my behavior mm. and then have a higher level of discipline because it's really just something you practice, not something that you obtain. It's just what you choose in the moment. I'm so amazed, you know, so much about how much greatness and, of course, since we're everyday dope, dopeness is wrapped in choice. Mm, child. You know, you, you have to you have to legitimately look at a thing and make a choice. Literally. You, you know, and the Bible tells us, I set before you today life and death. Choose life. 
And so I guess you have to figure out what life means to you, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just I just did a, a, a well, I just did a juice cleanse, right? And I didn't want to put any day on it because if I put like, oh, I'm going to do a five-day cleanse, like day four or five, my mind starts getting real creative. Like, I'm really <laughs> creative. Like, could the juice be rib juice? You know, like mm-hmm. what kind of juice we talking? So honestly, there was a moment where I was like out in the morning and I drove past McDonald's. And I don't even really, I hate McDonald's. I hate McDonald's systematically. I hate it nutritionally. I hate McDonald's, right? But it was like, for some reason, McGriddle was calling my name. <laughs> and I was like, no, uh-uh. I'm not going to choose. I'm going to choose to honor my commitment. Mm. And I drove on past that thing. But I really had to have a come to Jesus moment because McDonald's was talking heavy to your girl, like uh, Richard Pryor in that crack pipe. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Richard Pryor in the crack pipe. Hey, you talk about <laughs> a crack a, pipe. You, you talk about a crack pipe. That's definitely uh, not choosing life, right? No, not at all, but sometimes it hurts. You know, I, I get it. I get it. I'm not going to judge any addiction, but I'm just saying, like, I get that. I, that moment, I was at war, okay? Because mm, we all have a mind of sugar. Yeah. So, so I get that. I, I Sometimes I got to pull over and get some gummy bears. I get that. It's it's a struggle, yeah. like you say, and it's it's all addiction. But um, with your with your podcast, Black Oasis, though, you, you, you know, you talk about people in our community that water – people so that they can choose things like discipline um i think we all may know what an oasis is you know but why did you decide or or give us the explanation around why you attached blackness to it um black paradise Mm -hmm. you know i was um i had gone to sweetwater creek park whatever um and i was just kind of sitting uh, in a space that I normally sit in. There's like a rock on the red trail that overlooks the water. And I feel like that's where I go to feel closest to God because people haven't necessarily tampered with or put their own stuff in anything. This is all natural. And um, I was there and I was just kind of looking at the trees and looking at the roots and looking at some trees who had been like um, pushed over due to just like wear and tear of the elements. And I was looking at the insects and the turtles and all these different elements. And I realized, like, you know, these this place wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be possible without the contribution of every single living organism here. And in my experience, uh, through community, in my experience, especially moving to Atlanta and meeting so many people who are not biologically family, but still treated me with such love, respect, and um it invigorated my life, transformed my life, that without a single soul, paradise wouldn't exist. And so it was just like, what is a black paradise? What is a black oasis? An oasis is a place that you might think is an illusion, depending on how dehydrated you are. <laughs> right. You come across it on a long journey and you realize this is everything you needed. Hey, I'm in a desert land. I have water, I have food, I have nourishment. I have, I can probably build a structure and create shelter if it's necessary. Like, and I feel like if I look around in my life, the people in my life have created a paradise for me and saved my life. And so I thought a podcast highlighting and emphasizing the power of community and the power of uh, the peace that everybody brings is essential, especially in a pandemic where we need to be reminded 
of who we are and, and what we be. Now that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So everybody brings something, right? So it's a team effort, right? Mm-hmm. Now you and I, we actually, like we talked about earlier, we've had some crash course of conversations and experiences with each other. And we were actually going to read a book, Codependency No More, because and then, because we got to the first week and we realized, oh, this is codependent behavior. Listen, having the fact to, that we're reading it together is yes, codependent. <laughs> having to read this book together. So, you know, how do you take the importance of community and make sure that you don't come codependent so you don't hold each other back? That's, that's so good. Listen, you are in the spirit with these questions because that's the stuff I'm working through. Mm, but this is what I'll say I've learned uh, thus far, right? That it's okay. Talk about this. Sometimes it's okay to be extreme, right? That's a part of the process. If you find yourself, because um, I read this meme and it was like fierce independence is a trauma response. And I was like, dang, that's true. <sighs> like people be like, I don't need nobody. I don't need no help from nobody. Nothing. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. You know, that isn't a re- uh, reaction to being hurt and having a negative experience with other people hurting you. However, when you get a taste of some people with good character and you get a taste of some people who truly mean you well and, and, and you experience that in the way it changes your life and makes you feel happy because naturally we're not supposed to be alone. When a baby's born, the first thing they do is put it on their bare chest of the parents because you literally need touch to thrive. You will mm. die without touch. They hide, They have people come and volunteer to save lives like that. So it's biologically proven. You need people. But you're right. At what point does it become uh, codependent? And I think if you ever find yourself self-sacrificing in order to sustain a relationship with mm. somebody... You should probably check. You should probably tune in and make some changes and create some boundaries. Really, all it means is you need to know who you are. You need to figure out who you are a little more. Figure out what you like, what you don't like, and I mean, like, not based on what anyone says, but really, what do you like? And then create boundaries and, and parameters in your life that support your preferences in a healthy way. Mm. So, how does all this get intertwined with? The purge palace, because I know you got community, but you don't want to be mm-hmm. codependent, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what gets us in these codependent places, our trauma, right? So mm-hmm. then there's a thing of trauma bonding, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you've created this space, you know, the purge palace, virtually, physically, you know, how does all this go together with the space that you're creating called the purge palace where people can heal in different ways? Um, I think the Purge Palace really focuses more on self-awareness. Mm. In order to heal, you have to know, you have to be able to diagnose what's going on. And um, th- listen, shout out to social media because they'd be like, these memes, they just be speaking to folks. <laughs> but, um, it was a meme that said that, um, you know, more people, you're not going to be able to heal because you don't know that you're hurt. Um, or I think about the quote, like, I don't know, if, um, they say Harry Tuck and say this, but you know, things get misconstrued throughout history that I would have freed more people if they knew they were slaves. And it's kind of like that self-awareness is extremely important because you have to be able to uh, treat what's actually happening. That's why pain is so important. A lot of times we're avoiding pain because it's uncomfortable. 
but pain really shows you the place you need to go to address the problem. Um, and if you numb it out, which we do, and we do that through food, we do it through alcohol, marijuana, sex, work, um, any kind of TV, Hulu, Netflix, all those things um, can support you avoiding pain in your life. But the Purge Palace is a place where you come and you actively face that pain mm. and you address it and you work through it and you acknowledge that it hurts and it's hard and you get angry and you're allowed to be angry and you're allowed to be frustrated and you're allowed to, to release and purge and lament all the stuff that's because I mean, like if we really went through the things that we had to just like we were justified to being angry about in this life, it, it would be a very long time. Right. And it's okay. But all of us trying to pretend like, uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm okay. Like, no, I don't need anything. I'm good. That creates uh, something internally that eats you from the inside out. And without addressing that, you'll find yourself in a very dangerous situation with whatever you're using to distract yourself from the pain, mm. if that makes sense. It does. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, purging, of course, like you said, screaming. In my case, I just throw things away so I don't have to see it. Listen, <laughs> you know, throwing stuff away is a good one. Throw, I like that. Yeah, throwing stuff away. So I know you like to break things. Um, but going back, so I want to go backwards and connect everything back to the Black Oasis. When people are sitting down and talking to you about how they contribute to community, what is it that you want them to understand about themselves so that they can understand how to heal their trauma, sorry, but also water other people so that they can get better. Listen, it's so crazy, right? Because the people, like, I don't, I'm not talking to anybody that's, like, super famous, right? Like, that's not my, necessarily my desire. Because I feel like the Oasis is sustained by your everyday person. Mm -hmm. And, but the biggest challenge has been convincing them that they're worthy to be interviewed. Mm. I'm not Oprah, you know what I'm saying? So there's like a hundred thousand people listen to my episodes every weekend, but I I can create space, and I feel like they deserve space to be seen and, and heard and shouted out and loved on and affirmed, same way you do with everyday dope. Mm. And so, um, it's important for them to walk away knowing how how important they are and how valuable they are, and that what they do doesn't go unseen. Um, and, and, and there's some people I can literally have to force the affirmation down there. So like, listen here, you're going to hear how great you are. You're going to hear it. Yeah. You're going to hear it today. But, um, and, and they've come back afterwards and said it's been extremely transformative and empowering. And they feel like they can trust themselves. People do things, but don't necessarily feel confident in what they do. People go and move forward and uh, execute gifts and jobs and, every day and don't necessarily feel like they're doing the right thing or know that what they're doing makes an impact. But if one person is made better, it was supposed to happen. Ooh. So I just want them to leave, um, leave the space with just a glimpse of how glorious they are. Mm. So they can keep going. I feel it. Um, back when I was a teacher, you know, my daddy used to say, you know, Cedric, if you could just touch one, I used to be like, bro, do you know how hard I work to just do just for one? But we just <laughs> talked about that earlier. You know what I'm saying? It's not always about hard work. Sometimes it's about the effective work that you do in one place, yeah. you know, because, you know, Jesus was one. Martin Luther King yeah. was one. 
you know, yeah. Blake Crosby was one, you know, so, okay. or is one, you know, so sure. it starts with one, you know, and like yeah. you said, you're going to force that affirmation down their throats. And, yes, I will. And that's what I'm doing with you today here at Everyday Dope. So now switching gears over to, because, you know, I love Black Oasis. Love the Purge Palace. Um, but you do a lot of things in your profitable space as well, because you're also a very, very dope entrepreneur. Um, yeah. So tell us about uh, how you got into dispatching trucks and how you actually make really good money with that. Because I think a lot of times we just say you're an entrepreneur and we think sometimes people are not doing so well, but you actually do well dispatching trucks. So tell us about the trucks. It was you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't me. All right. So let's be candid, right? All right. You... Um, you started this podcast and I agreed to help you with social media. So through that, someone else asked, Oh, who does your social media social media? And you referred me to my homegirl Kita at Big Rick Freight Services. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Big Rick Freight Services. And through doing her social media, I learned um about dispatching. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should invest in this. This seems like something I could do. And um, I'm really good with just like logistics and getting folks together and, you know, persuasion and all kinds. Like, I'm just good with, I'm good. I could do this. And so I took her course and it changed my life. Mm. And um, I was able to use that course along with my own social media skills to promote my business, get um, way more clientele than I could handle, hire two people, take months off working directly and just let the people work and then come back and it has been a journey oh a journey you know entrepreneurship is it seems glamorous and i think people have an idea when they say that you don't get no sleep <laughs> no they sleep. mean that that ain't no like that's no joke i'm dead like steve harvey 50 cent whoever whatever toxic black men have said something they oh. they not lying what <laughs> I'm sorry. I, lo- I mean, <laughs> you won't judge. You won't judge the addiction, just a black man. <laughs> I won't judge the addiction. I'm not going to judge a black man. But these yeah. toxic things have been said. I'm going to just say that. But they're not lying. It is extremely stressful, tiring, and you have to sacrifice a lot in order to sustain a business. But dispatching is everything. I love it. It pays my bills. It pays beyond my bills. And it's something I can do forever. <laughs> I can do it as long as I need to. And I've been able to give other people opportunities to do it, you know? Mm. And that that makes me feel better than anything else. It's just the other two young ladies that I have that have sustained it and benefited off of it. And it's just like, oh, thank God, you know? <laughs> so what you're saying is that affirmation creates a web of dopeness. Oh, you did, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. That's why we're it here. It just keeps on giving. It just keeps on giving. A firm. It's a, it's a healthy gift that keeps on giving. I like the healthy in front of it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I like the healthy yep. in front of it. Yep. All right, Blake, you're super dope. We already know this. Um, you have Black Oasis podcast. Crosby Freight Services, you've actually hired other people um, because you started something. Like you said, it starts with one. 
and there are other people are actually making money. And then you have the Purge Palace where you're allowing us to, to scream and to get rid of that trauma and be able to go back into the community so that we can water it through our healing. All of that is great, wonderful, and it's dope. But now it's time to figure out if you know what's going on in these streets. Dope. All right, Blake, we've reached a point in our show we call What's the Dopest? And you already know if you get the question wrong, we put you outside the house. It is no. a rainy, cold day here in Atlanta. Um, and we will put you out there. So, Blake. What's the dopest? Auditing a class where you have interest or starting a new business? Mm. The grind You picked this started. just for me. <laughs> you listen to the show. All is just for the people. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you something about Beyonce, but I pulled off. I didn't want to argue with you on TV. Yeah, don't start no stuff. Won't be no stuff. Um, so... I would say auditing a class is doper. Why? Because there's less immediate benefit. Mm, Like, you have to really be invested in knowledge and education and learning in order to audit a class. Where if you start a business, you know you're going to make a profit or you hope you're going to make a profit. And, but your, your sights are set on something, you know, super big that could change your life. Right. But if you're auditing a class, shout out to Dr. Daniel Black at Clark University. And just my personal experience with auditing classes and taking extra classes, not only am I investing my time into my mental state, into my education, to my knowledge and my self-awareness of the world and myself, but I'm also showing myself that it's not necessarily about a give and get, tit for tat, profit return situation. I really love me enough. Mm-hmm. To invest in knowing more and learning more simply because I have a desire to learn. And I think that's that's way dope, way more dope. That's way more dope than money. Just because you have an interest to learn and get better. Yep. Like it. I, like I want to be like great. Mm. Be great. You want to be supreme, Kaya? Supreme? Oh, okay. I am supreme. <laughs> it's in the name. So, so tell us what's next, Blake. You've done all these things. You're auditing classes for no reason, something I could, ne- I could never do, which is a lie. Cause I, I audit classes <laughs> on YouTube. Um, I can now change a tire. Just playing. Um, <laughs> tell, okay, the people what's, tell the people what's next for you. What you got going on? Um, what's next is to continue what I started. Mm. Continue the podcast continue to seek funding for the Purge Palace and grow and learn. Um, that way I reflect the very thing that I want and believe other people should do. Because um, I'm not coming to you like, oh, I'm a guru and I know how to meditate. Like, I know how to meditate for seven hours. Like, I'm not saying that. Um, what I'm saying is I'm in process just like everybody else. And sometimes you need to break and, and throw and release some stuff in order to be healthy. I know I do. I'm a spicy lady. So, mm. Uh, kumbaya won't work for me all the time I need to physically move um, and then of course continue my education I just applied to a master's program mm-hmm. at Clark Atlanta University which is a really big deal for me because it took me a really long time to finish my undergrad 
um, due to my own struggles with um, depression and addiction and um, fear and, and worry and concern. So actually completing that and then going on to the next level is really important to me. Um, I aspire to get the PhD and really transform um, the way we look at mental health currently. And so that's what's next. That sounds really amazing. Now, um, what you will do is you will look at me and challenge me on a lot of stuff. You'll be like, chef, I want you to think about this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to publicly challenge you to mm-hmm. increase that discipline to whatever measure you decide. Mm. Okay. I accept. Okay. Um, my desire is not to, uh, what's like, what can I say? My desire is not to do anything different. Like I want more discipline. Mm. I really do. Um, I think the places where I've had to stop people pleasing, whether it be romantic partners or organizations I'm a part of, or even my parents. Yes, my parents. The place where I'm, where I actively people please due to codependency has really undermined my ability to be disciplined in what I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm, Cause it's hard to say no. Yeah. You want to be loved. You, you be want loved. people to love you. you. You want people to, um, to know you love them. Yeah. Both. Well, the old and, um, but I have to love me more. And, and that discipline and lack, uh, a lack of discipline has manifested as a, a form of health issues for me. And so it's like, I really can't keep, li- like, I can't keep living like this literally. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a lot of motivation to be more disciplined. And I've had to do some really radical things in order to maintain that discipline because the way I had constructed my life before was one where people had access to me anytime, all the time. And, um, that it's not sustainable. Hmm. Good. So I take you up on thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Now the old saying goes, God, you, then everybody else. So make sure you put you first. Tell the people where they can find you, Blake. Facebook, um, Instagram, telephone number, just playing. Uh, you ain't my telly, but <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Kaya Supreme, K-A-Y-A Supreme, or Black Oasis ATL, B-L-A-C-K. Oasis ATL um, or website at www.blackoasis.org or Crosby Freight. If you're in the trucking industry, Crosby Freight Services right. at Crosby Freight Services on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. That's all where I be. Right. Blake, it is a wonderful Friday. It's been so wonderful talking to you. Um, you're, a, you're a success and your ideas around pushing your community for are very inspiring. We appreciate you. you. We love you. We thank you for coming to Everyday Dope. You're awesome, amazing, and super dope. And we're going to holler at you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Dope. We hope you were inspired to live in your dopeness and celebrate the dopeness around you. Don't forget to rate review and share with your crew you can find us on facebook instagram and the twitter at my everyday dope i'm your host mr sheffield and we will see you on the other side i school other side we're gonna see you good people way on the other side yeah 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 yeah
Yeah, yeah. This episode was bought, paid for, and brought to you by Dopeness. <laughs>